That's right, folks. Another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast doing another 2023 NFL free agency recap. The NFC North. That's right. We're going to be talking about David Montgomery, the Bears, who, by the way, not only have the first round, first overall pick, they got, are they going to trade Justin Fields? What's going to happen with all that cap space? Are they going to finally build a team around Justin Fields? We're also going to talk about Green Bay Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be traded? Is he going to retire? Is he going to come back to Green Bay? We might have somebody on the show today to discuss that with a little more heart and passion than we normally bring to the show. And, of course, the Vikings. You know, Dalvin Cook, some release rumors coming off surgery. They're talking about cutting him. Will Alexander Madison return? And, finally, the Detroit Lions, the upstart team of the second half. What are they going to do? Is DJ Chark an underrated free agent? All this and more on today's show. Before we do, I want to make sure you follow us across the board at Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And of course, make sure you drop over to Razzball.com. We're doing great stuff on every sport you can think of. I'm, I'm sure we're probably even doing squash. I don't even know at this point. But we have basketball, hockey, baseball, and of course, football. So jump over to Razzball.com and check out all our great writers. But today's show is the NFC North Free Agent Preview starting right now on the Razzball Fantasy YouTube channel. All right, uh, it's like it's it's not Tuesday, but today it's Friday. I got Matthew Styles on today to talk a little bit about the NFC North and your Green Bay Packers. You can follow him on Twitter at Styles08. What's going on, Matt? Yeah, I thought we were uh, doing Friday squash, but uh, apparently we're going to talk football today. So um, I'm gonna let me shuffle my notes real quick, and I'll get my football stuff ready to go. I knew we did squash. See, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah, totally yeah, it's, it's, it's very niche. I know it's it, but you know what? The loyalty of those followers, similar to the loyalty of the NFC North fan base, we got one on today to talk about some Packers. But I think the headliner quietly might be all this Chicago Bears. I know you were popular for saying that they're going to screw it up somehow anyway. But today's show, we're going to start off with those Chicago Bears and some of their key free agents this offseason. Now, the Bears have the cap space. They have the top pick. They might even have a franchise quarterback. So this team is looking pretty good. And listen, last year, Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus, they finally found something midseason where their offense looked a little more competent even though they had a disaster. But the key headliner here is David Montgomery for fantasy football. You know, the the mosh posh at wide receiver they had last year, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry are all free agents. But really, when it comes down to it, you would think the cap space allows them to go get anybody they want. So what's your thoughts on the return of David Montgomery? Where would you like to see him play? And what do you think the Bears are going to do with all this cap space? I think Montgomery is going to give a slight home uh... – um, uh, discount, right? I think he wants to stay there. He fits into their system well. I think Khalil Herbert is another um, reason for Montgomery to stay because he doesn't have to be a true RB1 and be a three down back. His age uh, doesn't concern me yet. It will in at the end of the season, maybe uh, at the end of two seasons. Uh, but you hit you hit the, the things on the head, right? I think Montgomery comes back. He kind of solidifies the backfield. Where I say the Bears are going to screw it up, they're either going to trade Fields, who right now it's the best player they've had in the better part of a decade on offense. Uh, and I, you know, I, you know me, right? I'm a I'm a never Fields guy uh, during fantasy season. So for me to say they need to keep him, I really mean that they they've got a player they need to keep him. If they go around and 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 dick around too much, they're going to screw this thing up. They're gonna they're gonna piss him off, and he's going to want out of town. So they just need to give him the the 
weapons that he needs, Montgomery and, and Herbert, keep them both, Montgomery being the key. And then from there, they need to cut bait with all those ridiculous wide receivers that you mentioned and go out and make a splash in uh, in free agency as far as the wide receivers go. That and signing those couple of under-the-radar um, offensive linemen that you see scrolling below to protect fields. But right now they've got to work on his passing, but they've got to give him weapons to throw the ball to. I got to tell you, when I'm looking at this team, I, I'm it's an eye test thing with me with fields. Like, yeah, I understand he had a little bumps in the road, but and he was a fancy cheat code for most of the second half of the year. I mean, he had his down game against Buffalo. I totally get that. But the thing is, he was throwing to, like, John from accounting and Bill from finance. Like, he didn't have any, like, Cole, his best receiver, Darnell Mooney, and then they go get Chase. I, I hate the Chase Claypool trade so much now because that's such a waste. They could, because now, ironically, you could probably get DeAndre Hopkins for that second round pick. Easy. Yep easy with that second round pick and he would make in a complete change but you know you have the Packers Luke Getze you know the Colts you have these kind of guys you know those are probably the teams I'm going to watch like Paris Campbell from Indianapolis as Matt Eberflus trying to bring him over to help fill that role does Alan Lazard come from the Green Bay Packers to help fill that role I mean those are kind of layups there isn't really like that elite marquee number one wide receiver that's a free agent this year. Now there's guys like Hopkins we brought up, Brandy Cooks we brought up, Mike Evans, potential cap casualty, or a trade partner could be a guy you could go trade for. Those are the kind of guys that could make some sense for the Bears. But you remember, this team has the number one pick. So yes, I understand that Justin Fields is uh, is good, but really there's just so many holes. The offensive line, forget about signing their offensive line. They need to go get some elite guys to project us in fields. They need to get everything. So good thing they have all this cap space because they do need every single piece everywhere. I mean, it doesn't, other than maybe Cole commit a tight end, you could probably point at every position and say they need it. Right. So I think at this point, this off season, I think that I'll be, I think David Montgomery leaves. Where does he probably fit the best? Um, you know, I haven't really thought about that, to be honest with you. What I'm more concerned about is Khalil Herbert. I think Khalil Herbert, if they let David Montgomery walk, could be a solid stud. Do you have any David Montgomery landing spots in mind? Um, no, unless he goes in, into that role, that Phil, the Leonard Fournette role in Tampa. But again, you know, we've talked about Tampa for, God, the better part of a month now. They don't have any money. Um, so they can't really yeah. afford to go sign a guy that's listed on the depth chart as a running back one, and they have Rashad White. I don't. That's why my gut tells me he stays here. He's comfortable. They're comfortable. Um, they're just, you know, the the, the what the Bears are going to do is they're going to overpay Lazard, and Lazard's not a wide receiver. One, the the move I didn't think of, and you brought it up, is a DeAndre Hopkins. They they may overpay for him, but that's to me that's worth overpaying. That's a legit wide receiver. One. Now they got to make sure he's clean and. Um, and that he's fully healthy and doesn't need to go back to any PEDs or things like that. But I, I just see them, they're going to piss fields off if they keep dangling fields and then they go back to the, well, we're going to trade the number one pick. Oh no, we're going to trade fields. And they're just going to, they're going to pull what green Bay did, right? They've just pissed Rogers off for years, but they have to give fields something to work with $98 million. Go break the bank and give him every offensive hell bring him into the meeting. Like they, the Packers did Rogers. Bring him in and say, what do you want, right? We're going to take a, a quarter of it or half of it. We're going to go buy you all the protection and some help on defense, but we're going to give you $48 million to pick your uh, your wide receivers and running back. You go do it. 
Well, we'll see about that. I think I think Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool are solid options, but that they neither of them is a prototypical one. So I don't think Liz, I think a trio though of a healthy Mooney, Chase Claypool, and Lazard is a step in the right direction, but at the same time, not enough. And I think they do need to go get that alpha, and I would love to see them do it. Let's shift down to Detroit. Now the Lions is kind of a simpler look and feel. Um, Jamal Williams is th- just the love connection. There's already talks about how they don't want DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift getting a full workload. It's already started up again. We talked about this in the offseason, though, that DeAndre Hop- uh, DeAndre Swift, my apologies, was able to produce unlimited touches. Unfortunately, I don't know if we'll ever see the full unleashment of him because he can't stay healthy, so Jamal Williams makes sense. I think the one that's most exciting for fantasy football is a DJ Chark. Um, where could he potentially land? What does this mean for Jamison Williams, who could fill in that role right away? Um, then you also have some offensive linemen on here as well, but none of their key guys. So any thoughts about the Lions offseason and thoughts on Jamal Williams and DJ Chark? It's, it's, they have to bring Williams back. Uh, Green Bay loved him when we had him. We just had Aaron Jones. We had too many running backs uh, that were coming up for contract at the same time they came in the same draft class. So Jamal Williams, I mean, 17 touchdowns. He ran the ball like a like a beast, and I think if you can find a way to make De, uh, DeAndre Swift more valuable with less carries, that's the route you take, right? You've already got him under contract. Let's get Jamal Williams back as the lead uh, the lead dog, at least the 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 first two down back, and then put DeAndre Swift in the slot, put him on the outside, put him in in motion, whatever you you, you know you, you can do. The kid's proven he can catch the football, but you, you said it, he cannot stay healthy. So he can't be the guy that's running between the tackles, you know, 25, 27 carries a game. Uh, I think they probably bring back Justin Jackson because he stole fantasy touchdowns from people. Um, and that's what that's what NFL head coaches do. They frustrate fantasy owners. Uh, but again, knows the system. Uh, he fit in well. He's not expensive. Chark, I think, is is interesting. It depends on how much they trust Jamison Williams to be a true uh, number two behind uh, the sun god. So if they think he he is the guy that they drafted and the guy that his first NFL catch was a 41-yard touchdown, then maybe Chark is expendable. But even if you go back and look at the, the stats for Chark when he was the number two, uh, even after Hawkinson departed, he he didn't do anything. I mean, his numbers were atrocious. He did not have a lot of targets. He didn't have a lot of catches. He didn't have a lot of yards, and he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. So I don't know if they saw something they didn't like after they got him uh, on the field or if they just didn't know how to use utilize him correctly because he was a much better NFL wide receiver in Jacksonville and Jacksonville was not as good on offense as I think the Lions are. I, the good thing about this team is they do have a decent amount of cap space with 23 million uh, and they have golf under contract. So it's not as if this is a mirage and they have to go sign a quarterback or anything big there. So that does leave the opportunity for a guy like them to say, you know, let's run it back for another year. If DJ Chark is looking for, they got Chark on a one-year deal and his numbers are, they are, you don't look at Chark's season and go, he's going to get a big payday. So they could probably convince him to come back and Jamison Williams and run it. I mean, Jamison Will, Jamal Williams, my apologies, and bring it back. But from a fantasy standpoint, less is more, in my opinion. I want I want Chark to move on, maybe go somewhere, maybe like a youth movement, go reconnect with an old coach, like uh, his old receiver coach, Keenan Marcardell, in this Minnesota now. Maybe they let go of Adam Thielen and, and potentially move in with uh, Chark at a youth movement next to Justin Jefferson. Um, 
But I think the other thing that's interesting too is the tight end position because we did talk about this Brock Wright was stepping up a little bit. They have a couple other tight ends here. Um, but the good thing is without TJ Hawkinson, it did open up more opportunities for Swift. Swift had 70 targets this year. So if he's able to kind of stay healthy, you might be able to find himself in this nice receiving back role, which is fine for fantasy football. We saw Alvin Kamara share the workload with Mark Ingram in New Orleans where Dan Campbell came from. Came from. We can easily see Swift feel like a, a, I don't want to say a poor man's version of it, but a lesser version of Alvin Kamara in this offense because 70 targets is pretty good in just 14 games. So I think that that's something we should watch. If they go out and sign a tight end, maybe that those numbers come down. All right, let's jump down to your team, the Green Bay Packers. And I know you're going to get emotional here, but here's, here's some decent names. Uh, they're right around the cap, around $2.8 million under, so not too much money to work with. Lazard seems obviously he's probably on his way out uh, because of the fact that you have those young receivers. But also if you have this youth movement with Jordan Love, you know, the other thing about this whole situation, too, is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. If you do trade him, you're going to have more cap space. You already have your young quarterback. What Do they have to go get a a tight end or something like that? If Robert Tanyan leaves and, you know, they have no more Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. So what's your thoughts about your Packers? Take it away. So the uh, Rodgers is is petty. I wrote it in the article. Uh, his his guys are Bakhtiari, Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. Those are the guys he's closest to on the team. So I think that that uh, the front office has to find a way to trade him. They have to trade him outside the division, which is fine. They don't need to trade him in the division. All the other three teams have viable quarterbacks. They need to trade him because they know they have to release those three guys. Tanyan's too beat up and too injury prone. Mercedes Lewis is the best blocking tight end in football. End of text. He doesn't do anything else. Uh, Cobb is is too old. Um, he doesn't do what we need him to do anymore. He's not an elite uh, slot receiver. And we need the money. Now, I will tell you that uh, between writing the article and us talking today, they've restructured four contracts. So they're about 22-ish million uh, under the cap, where they, they were about 2 million. Um, so they have more flexibility. But what I think that they're attempting to do in those restructures is set themselves up for the big offseason by dealing Rodgers, cutting these three names, and watching Lazard leave because he's going to get overpaid somewhere, and we're not going to make that mistake. I think it's Jordan Love in 23. Uh, if he does what he needs to do, then it'll be Jordan Love with an extension going uh, into the future. But for now, they've got the core that they need, uh, both on offense and defense. They just need to figure out a way to get Rodgers out of town. And I hate to hear myself say it, but that's the deal. He's the he's the problem right now. Uh, he, he he's just got to go. So I think they they've got to find a way to trade him. The problem is every GM in the NFL knows they want to trade him, so they're not gonna you know they're 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 not gonna pay probably what Green Bay wants in return. But uh, at a certain point, they're gonna have to suck the egg and realize this is it. The 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 end of the road was two years ago, and Rodgers just sat there out of shape and played like shit and um, went and. He just he, he went off into the darkness and he by the way dude only stayed two of his four days so i think he has a two-day credit on his cave stay okay well I, so i i understand you're you're a packers fan and I, I just think that when you get rid of your elite number one and you don't so you could say the patrick mahomes lost tyree kill but they, they didn't have travis kelsey like travis kelsey was the one 
A, 1B. They didn't have a 1B on the roster to say, all right, bye, Devontae. And then Aaron Rodgers, come back, and you're just going to have a bunch of young receivers who, by the way, weren't even healthy for most of the year, and they were in and out of the lineup. Randall Cobb's over the hill. Alan Lazard got hurt first week. Robert Tanyan's coming from an ACL. Oh, and by the way, you're going to break your thumb, and you're not going to be able to grip the ball for half the season. I just think right now it's really the – it just seems like – it's kind of just – it's really crazy that the Jets of all teams – are the team that makes the most sense. And I just don't know if he really wants to do the Brett Favre thing that much. Like, really, I'm going to get traded to the Jets, ironically, like Brett Favre did after everything with a rookie a guy coming into his third year after sitting behind me for three years. It just seems too perfect. And I don't know if the Jets are the team with Nathaniel Hackett. That It's not like the Packers are going to let him go anywhere or trade him anywhere. They're mm-hmm. going to want to probably get him out of the conference and get him over the AFC if they can. And that's why the Jets make sense. Now that Daniel Hackett spices it up a bit, but at the same time, I, I think if I'm the Packers, I want my youth movement. I want love to start developing with these two young receivers. I want to bring in more youth. I want Aaron, AJ Dillon. You have a solid core of young players. And if Jordan Love shows you anything in practice that we don't see and you think he's ready, it's time. Pull the trigger. Let's go. The other thing though is Alan Lazard. I do think he's a nice player, but I think that he was a miscast for the one. Um, I think that, if he goes to the Bears, great. But at the same time, I, I'm not. I think I'm not concerned about him anymore. For fantasy football. Same thing. Robert Tanyan had a nice eight touchdown season, but he played with an MVP, so I'm not concerned with him either. I think just looking retrospectively, uh, if you're looking at the losses of those guys, I think that what do we? Who's going to be Love's guy? Who's going to be? Is it going to be Watson or Dobbs? Who's going to emerge as the elite one? Do you have any inside? pull on that at all no nope. uh, and i'm trying i'm trying not to read anything online i'm trying to stay away from all of it i just i want that first domino to drop and i think that's rogers and when that does then we can start to set up a framework for what we think needs to happen next but the key is right if you if you peek your eye around the curtain you you said it right the youth is there for jordan love they've got young receivers Jordan Love is relatively young. As NFL quarterbacks go, he hasn't really had a starting gig. No, he has not had a starting gig. Um, And if they they see what they want to see in practice, which it sounds like they have, then they've got to find a way to move this dude. On the outside chance, I could see him getting traded to Seattle. (sighs) Seattle's got a lot of money. Seattle's got receivers and running backs that can do the job. They don't have a great offensive line, um, but I, I, and as much as they don't want to trade him within the NFC, I think if they get the package they want, I can see Seattle not wanting to overpay Gino um, and he's going to want 30 plus. So I, I, I could see Pete Carroll trying to make one, one final run at it. It makes sense. It, it makes sense from a, a team that has the ammo because they'd have the extra picks from the rush trade. Um, yeah, I think the I think the Packers are gonna do everything they can to get them to the AFC. But listen, NFC. So I've heard a rumor that the Panthers called and asked about him. Um, you know, any of the a- NFC South teams make sense if they're willing to just take the best offer outside of their division. Obviously, they're, they're not gonna go in division, and there's not a lot of teams in division that need him per se, but. I think if this, if they're willing to say the conference is fine, just not the division, they're going to have so many teams that are going to bid for his services. But if they limit themselves to the AFC, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because you could maybe count a handful, if that, that really need a quarterback in the AFC that have also the cap space to take on Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. 
All right, let's jump down to the last scene, Minnesota Vikings. Now, with the Vikings, they are a team that has cap casual cap issues, $23 million over the cap. Um, and that's going to be kind of an interesting trend here because they're going to have to cut bait. Guys like Adam Thielen, who just don't seem to have the same juice as they used to, could be cut. Um, but if you're looking at the rest of these guys, they have some guys that are key offensive linemen in their center, Garrett Brad, uh, Bradbury. That sounds like they want him back. But fun names like Alexander Madison. Time to free yourself, buddy. Let's see what you could do. I, I think that he's an interesting name to monitor this offseason. Could be an interesting starter. Irv Smith, who is like 21 years old somehow. I'm just kidding. He's like 25. But he's been in the league for like five years. <laughs> he's only 25 years old. Young, talented tight end, but never really got himself healthy this last few years. What are your thoughts about the Vikings and potential movement there? I think it comes down to the Dalvin Cook story, right? That'll be, as I talked about, dominoes. That's the first domino. If they decide to move on from Cook, uh, which, I, I mean, they got to figure out some people to move on from because they don't have they don't have the money. Uh, the guy I prioritize on the list is the guy you mentioned first, which is Garrett Bradbury. That's probably the one guy ha they have to find a way to bring back. Uh, Cousins and, and his center, it's an important relationship. Um, I see Madison testing the, the waters and see who's got an open checkbook. Uh, but again, Seattle, two running backs. They don't need Alexander Madison. Um, the NFC South that may or may not need somebody at, down in New Orleans, depending on what happens with Kamara, they don't have any money. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have any money. Uh, Carolina needs uh, a running back. Um, but I don't know. Are they, are they going to go after a quarterback? They have to. Is it going to be Wentz? Is it going to be Rodgers? Is it going to be Carr? Who's it going to be? So the, I think it's very interesting, but those guys in the front office are going to have to figure out probably a way to keep Bradbury and then either restructure or release somebody that is not on the list right now. Somebody that's not a free agent, but they're, they're going to have to cut bait with. We already said Thielen's gone. We did the math on that. I think Thielen's gone. Uh, KJ Osborne is probably a coin flip. He's not real expensive, so I think he stays. Uh, but there's a third name on that list. It escapes me right now uh, from Cap Casualties articles a couple weeks ago. Um, but that there was a third name that I thought for sure was gone, uh, along with Thielen. Mm. Thielen so, saved from what? Almost $7 million, did we say? It's Six seven, maybe? Uh, I got to see what he would be as a post-June June 1 cut. But uh, he is someone that is definitely on the list. Post-June 1, he'd be they would save a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be about thirteen million if they do post June one. He seems yeah. like he's not. Yeah, he's a. But he's I think. A but I think at this point, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, is like Kirk Cousins is is you know you can make the playoffs with Kirk Cousins, but you know Kirk Cousins is probably outside of Justin Jefferson. Now they have T.J. Hawkinson. It's like okay, we need to just let's see if we can get one more weapon, and I think there's going to be a, some youth movement to bring in a younger receiver, kind of move Adam Thielen out and try one more shot with Kirk Cousins, but give him the weapons they need. Now, the Dalvin Cook situation is interesting to me because Dalvin Cook isn't their guy. Like, this is a new coaching staff who, by the way, he had his his touches dropped pretty decently last year from years prior. He wasn't the focal point of the offense anymore. And do they really care to pay him decent money when they think that they could probably get another running back in the draft or somewhere else in free agency I do like the idea of him moving. Alexander Madison, I have a my my bold prediction was that he goes to Denver. Um, the old GM, the new GM for the Broncos, uh, he's basically he brought in Mike Boone. He's bringing some Vikings guys. Maybe that because of the Javante injury, they needed a, a nice young back to lean on a little bit. So I think he's like a bold take there. Irv Smith, 
I, I do think that he could be an interesting fit in places. Like I would be interested if he went to Detroit, if he went to Houston, if he lands somewhere where he can potentially be the starter on a team that has shown to use the tight end, I'm interested because he's got those elite measurables and he's an Alabama boy. So I think he's got something going for him there as well. But any final thoughts about any of the NFC North teams before we close out? Um, no, I think Justin Fields should probably be upset and just retire. Okay. Uh, and Green Bay trades uh, Rodgers, and I think we don't need to talk about free agency anymore. All right, Aaron Rodgers, where does he go? Retire, Packers, somewhere else. Uh, I'm 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 Carolina, and I'm Seattle. Those are the two landing Ooh, okay. spots I see. Not the not the Jets, huh? Well, I just don't. Right now, the Jets are so young. They're not going to give up any of that young talent, right? They're not going to give up those wide receivers. They're not trading a guy like Sauce Gardner. Uh, maybe it's draft capital that, that Green Bay could squeeze out of them, uh, yeah. which would help over the next couple of years. But I don't know. I think that you the the Brett Favre parallel is just too yeah, right. It's too right. Much. It's just it's right. It's much. a I mean, it's just a diaper, right? Nobody. Yeah. Ugh. No, absolutely. And, and again, right. Rogers is petty. I don't think he wants to follow in that footstep. And he, I would agree. Be, he would be super. I don't know what the right word that I'm I'm looking at. He's he's just hyper aware and sensitive to the fact that that's what Favre did, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, listen, that's all we got for today. This is the latest of our NF this whole series of NFL free agency previews for 2023. This was the NFC North. We broke it down today. Make sure you follow us across the board at Rasball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And of course, make sure you jump over to Rasball.com. We're doing great articles. There's also an article up on this today uh, from Matthew, just breaking it down for us over there. So go check it out over on rasball.com. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby LaMarco. I want to thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby LaMarco. That's Matthew Styles. You can follow him at Styles08. We are out of here, folks.